0: My fans, welcome to the PBC Podcast, brought to you by Premier Boxing Champions with your host, Kenneth Buhari and Michael Rosenthal. Welcome, everyone, to the PBC Podcast. I'm Kenneth Buhari. And I'm Michael Rosenthal, editor of USA Today's Boxing Junkie.
1: Thanks again for tuning in this week. We've got the one and only bronze bomber with us. Deontay Wilder joins the PBC podcast to discuss everything uh, ahead of his trilogy bout versus Tyson Fury Saturday, October 9th. T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas live on pay-per-view. You definitely want to stick around for that. Plus, We're going to recap and break down last Sunday's Fox PBC Fight Night card featuring Jesus Ramos in the main event. And in today's toe-to-toe section, Mike and I will look back at the PBC universe in 2021 and list our top five biggest surprises thus far. So it's a lot, folks, but it's what we do. So we're going to kick things off right away with the week in review. Fox PBC Fight Night returned on a special Sunday night edition, and in the main event, 20-year-old Jesus Ramos looked refined well beyond his years. Again, maintaining his unbeaten record with a 10-round unanimous decision over Brian Mendoza in 154-pound action. Mike, this was... It was an interesting fight i mean mendoza didn't engage as much as one might have expected and probably with good reason because he might have gotten stopped in fact he almost got stopped anyway what did you make of ramos's performance
0: i thought he looked good again uh he didn't get a knockout for the second consecutive fight but that really that doesn't matter to me uh i thought he boxed well he you know once again showed poise beyond his years uh, and he did and as you mentioned he did hurt mendoza with some big shots in the later rounds probably Came pretty close to stopping him, but it just didn't happen. Uh, it was another learning experience that's going to make him a better fighter. Uh, and I should, and I, and I want to uh, uh, underscore what you said about Mendoza. What Mendoza did in the fight, he didn't fight like Ramos or anybody expected him to. He, you know, he boxed a lot more than I certainly more than I thought he would. Uh, I, but I thought Ramos adjusted well to that tactic and was in control from the beginning and the to the end. Uh, the kid impresses me every time out.
1: Yeah, he, he sure does. I thought he looked really good. I, I love the poise he has, all the skills that he showed. You know. The thing is, he he fought at one fifty in his prior fight, but this was really his first fight at one fifty four. Based on what you saw, should he remain there?
0: Well, he told us that he would fight at 147 again only if he gets like a big, big fight, uh, which to me means like a championship fight. I suppose that's possible, but I, it seems to me that he's outgrown that division, uh, that he's 154 pounder now. Uh, remember, he told us how comfortable he was uh, in the fight against Javier Molina. I think he weighed 149 plus for that fight. Um uh, you know, and as you as you said, when we were talking about the fight off the podcast, he's still growing at as age. he's only 20 years old. He's only going to get bigger. I, yeah. I think he's I think he's the newest major player at junior middleweight.
1: Yeah, he, he sure is. And I can't wait to see how he progresses. Who would you like to see Ramos fight next?
0: Well, assuming he stays at 154, I think you have to be somewhat conservative. Let's put it this way. A little bit more conservative than you might have been if he was still at 47. Uh, He's now transitioning into the weight class, which is really deep, by the way. Uh, That doesn't mean you're starting over or something like that. I just think you should allow at least another transition fight to adjust to the new weight class. Uh, although I'll point out that Mendoza was no pushover to begin with. Uh, maybe Ramos fights a fringe contender next time out. Somebody at that level. I didn't, couldn't really come up with like one or two guys that I thought would be obvious choices. But I think somewhere around you know number fifteen ranking, give or take.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that they do need to move him carefully at 154, which is a division full of killers. The guy's 20 years old. There's there's no need to rush it. He's, what, three weeks away from his 21st birthday, um, but I liked what I saw. I mean, he's certainly well beyond that next level, and I think that the the knockouts will come um, at that weight based on what I saw. Heck, you know, it, if uh, if Mendoza hadn't been allowed to clinch as much as he did, the, the knockout may have come on, on Sunday night. Who knows? Now... In the co-feature, unbeaten lightweight, Starling Castillo earned a unanimous decision over Mexico's Juan Carlos Burgos in their 10-round clash. Mike, Burgos had his moments in this one.
0: Yeah, that's, that's no surprise. Uh, I, at first, I like Castillo. He's, he's a long, athletic guy who can box, and I saw some toughness in there, which, which you need to be against a guy like Burgos. Uh, I thought Castillo outboxed Burgos and deserved the decision. Uh, just as important, that was a tremendous learning experience for uh, the Dominican fighter. Uh, remember, he was only fighting in his second scheduled 10-rounder, I think, uh, and for only the second time in the United States. Uh, Burgos has become sort of a quote-unquote opponent, but he's a damn Good experienced opponent who's going to give pretty much anybody a tough fight. I think Castillo should be happy about the way things turned out.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, Burgos was a, a tough, rugged contender. This was a major step up in class, you know. So yeah. I, I feel like it was it was a pretty good performance. The question is, who would you like to see Castillo face next?
0: So in Castillo's case, you definitely shouldn't move him too quickly, in my opinion. um Again, only his, that was only a second scheduled ten rounder. Um, I would look for another guy like Burgos, a solid, durable guy against whom you'll you'll continue to evolve, continue to develop. Um, I thought of a guy like Arjunus Mendes or Ivan Redcatch. Uh, I actually think he could probably handle that level opponent, but it might be wise to pit him against a guy a notch below that level fighter in his next fight. Uh, I would just go easy on him. He's still obviously uh, new to all this. Um, don't push it.
1: Yeah, Mendes is a great, great uh, uh, opponent. I, I like that thinking, and you're right. Maybe not necessarily his next fight, although I wouldn't wouldn't quibble over it. But perhaps in, you know, perhaps at some point next year, in the televised opener on Fox, we saw a pretty major upset. Veteran Marcos Hernandez won a ten round unanimous decision over previously unbeaten Armando Resendez in middleweight action. Mike, this was a surprise to me. W- what were your thoughts on the
0: fight? It was a good competitive fight, which I know surprised a lot of people. Uh, look, Hernandez is a good, tough boxer in spite of his recent record. Uh, this was never destined to be an easy fight, even for a guy as talented as uh, <coughs> Excuse me. And I thought Hernandez deserved to win, although it was a close, close fight. Uh, I have to mention the second round knockdown. That probably shouldn't have been ruled a knockdown, though. Yeah. If Resendiz wins that round 10-9 instead of losing it 8-10, if my math is correct, that fight's a draw. Uh, instant replay would have saved Resendez from losing. I, I just wish all jurisdictions used instant replay.
1: Well, I don't know if it should have saved them from losing. I thought Hernandez won pretty clearly, uh, you know, knock, knock down or not. Um, so,
0: But I mean, strictly, I, I, strictly by the scoring, I think if you sure, reverse sure, that round, yeah, goes, then it, yeah. I think it's draw, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess if he wins that round, I, I don't know if he did, if he would have won that round. Because one right, thing I remember right. about that exchange was that uh, he was getting he was getting hit pretty good. He was getting hit pretty good um, throughout the fight. Where does uh, Resendiz go from here?
0: I think he's fine. Uh, following the pattern here... Um, in my, my commentary, uh, that was another good learning experience for a young fighter. He'll be a better fighter going forward. Uh, I personally don't think a loss like that, one that's competitive, he doesn't get hurt, doesn't take a beating or anything like that, is it's, it's necessarily a bad thing. I think he'll fight another guy at Hernandez's level next time, and he'll probably win.
1: Yeah, you're 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 probably right. Now, what about Hernandez, though? Where does he go
0: from? Well, that, that sort of saved—tell me if you think I'm wrong. I think that sort of saved his career as a relevant fighter. Uh, he was 1-3-1 and one in his previous five fights. He, he's lucky he got the fight with Resendez at all. Uh, now, with the win, he'll probably get another high-profile fight, and who knows? Maybe he wins again and continues to build something that maybe we didn't see coming. Uh, I think he's a good fighter, and he's from Fresno, where I went to college, so I have a, <laughs> I have a soft spot you're in so my spot? heart for him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. He's always, you know, even though he had that record as Pat in his last few fights, other than the Rosario fight, where even then he was game. He's um, always competitive. Yeah, he's yeah, he's always been competitive. So I figured this would be a competitive fight. I just didn't expect to see what I saw. I'm one of the good guys of the sport. So um, I'm really happy for him. Now, we had a lot of fights on Sunday night in the FS1 prelims. Kyron uh, Davis scraped by Martez McGregor over eight rounds. Mike, this was another surprise what did you make of Davis's performance
0: well I, first of all the, the fight was just brutal right. um, yeah I thought I thought Davis did well just to have his hand raised uh, but it could have gone the other way uh, McGregor Made it a rough fight. Too rough for his own good in the end, unfortunately for him. He lost three points because of fouls, yeah. including two for just a blatant elbow to the face. That was just yeah. so obvious. Had he kept his composure, he would have won a split decision. Again, going strictly by by the scoring. Anyway, mm-hmm. I thought Davis was going to build on his draw against Anthony Durrell in February. Instead, he was kind of fortunate to escape you know, with with a victory. But I'll add this. I still like him as a fighter. I still think he's really good. Yeah. You know,
1: and that's the thing about Davis, what I've seen throughout his career. And one of the things we, we discussed prior to his fight versus Darrell is that he's been really up and down. His his performances are, are pretty uh, inconsistent. And I remember the first time I saw him, I thought, oh, my goodness, is this is a future champion. And then the next three or four times I said, mm, I, I'm not really sure. So that's that's pretty much been his calling cards. So I, I wasn't completely surprised. And you know what? McGregor, credit to him, too. I mean, he he brought the fight to him. Now, Uh, I I look, I I, I don't know what to make of uh, Davis's performance. Like I said, you know, he's, he's been up and down his, his entire career. Well, let me pose that question to you. What did you make of, of his performance?
0: You know what, as you were saying that I was thinking that some fighters, and this isn't an insult to McGregor. I just thought Davis was going to win. Uh, you know, clearly. Uh, Some guys fight down to the opposition. I think if they don't think that they're going to receive a a stiff test, they sort of their level of fighting kind of go. I've seen it many, many times from some really good fighters. Uh, I'm not saying that's necessarily the case, but uh, that might be a factor in this, but I'll add this is that the great fighters don't let that happen. You, yeah. you got you You got to get up for every fight. You got to treat every opponent with 100 uh, percent respect as if they're the best fighter in the world. You have to or something bad can happen and something, you know, something yeah. bad almost happened to Davis right. uh, in that fight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, a couple other uh, fights of note on that card because we had some really good-looking uh, prospects on the undercard. 154-pound prospect Trayvon Marshall improved to 3-0 with a second-round KO over Mekon de Silva, And former amateur standout Michael Angeletti is now 4-0 following a third-round TKO over Alexis Salido. That was 122-pound action. Quick update on our Prediction League. I am now 25 wins, 4 losses, 3 draws. Mike, 22 wins, 7 losses, 3 draws. And with that, It's time to bring in our guest this week, really needs no introduction, one of the biggest names in the sport, the former WBC heavyweight champion of the world, Deontay Wilder. Uh, Deontay, first things first, how are you and your entire family doing?
2: We're doing well. We're doing very well, you know, enjoying, enjoying ourselves, the kids, is growing, you know, just, I, I would say happy overall. You no, know, no complaints at all, man. I got beautiful children.
1: Yeah, that's that's wonderful to hear, man. Your daughter must be. She must be getting to her her teens now, right? Your oldest? Or? Yeah, man. She's
2: six, sixteen now. Wow, sixteen. So, so she's. So I bought her a car. She about to start driving and all that good stuff. You know, it's about that time to to learn some from independence and you know take some self responsibility. So no, that's what,
1: what she's doing now. What is it like to date the What is it like to date Wilder's daughter? Is she is she told you about any guys yet? Because I'm sure they're scared to death uh, <laughs> of you. <laughs> uh,
2: well, you know it is. I wouldn't say they they you know, you know when it comes to the fathers, you know you know they always try to be a little sneaky and stuff, and um, yeah. but they always tell my fiance everything, which is act they you know which they act like it's not the information is not gonna come back to me. <laughs> but, you know, I'm always having talks with my daughters, letting them know that, you know, you can come to me about anything. I'm your father. And um, if anything, I understand more than anyone else. You know, as as a man of the household, you know, the kids always tend to think they can get over or get around or feel like they can't share information. But I'm like, right. my father, there's nothing that you can do that I haven't done. You can't fool me. Right. And I always try to let them know that, you know, um, confine to me. You know, I might and tell you some things, you know. I'm the one I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not the one that uh a disciplinary type of person. You know, I'm the one that, you know, what you got going on, I'm gonna reason with you. I'm gonna talk to you, uh and and see what's on your mind, what you're feeling, whether it's about boys or drugs or anything else. You know, I love my kids, my daughter especially to have I want that relationship with them so I can see what's going on, so I can talk to them because, you know, I'm the opposite of things. I, you know, I'm not the one to be so hard on them because if you if you go too hard on your kids, man, they're gonna they're gonna do what they want anyway. You know All what I'm right. saying? They're gonna try to sneak out. They're gonna try to get into things that they know they don't supposed to. You know, and I, I just don't want that to happen. You know, certain things we have no control over. We can um I always talk about giving my kids the tools, uh, the tools to the to life to, to succeed in this evil world. You know, they just have to they have to use it when the situation comes towards them and um, not to be naive or be too ignorant about certain things. You know, just listen. You know, my father always told us to listen to certain things and we thought we knew it all. You know how it is when you're a teenager, you think that the parents don't know too much and all this and the information that they actually give you is actually important and it can it can take you a long way in life, but we don't see that, you know, at that point in time because we're teenagers and we just want to live our life. And don't want nobody to block us from our fun. So, you know, they don't. They, I got great kids, man. I have no problem. But I tell them all my girls, though, you get boyfriends. Yeah, I gotta meet them. They gotta squat with me at least three rounds. What? So, so I know they, they can protect my daughter. It's <laughs>
1: just <joking>. shoot, man. <laughs> They're not bringing anyone home. Uh, how, how about um, how's the situation down south though? I know Hurricane Ida sort of skimmed by Tuscaloosa. Were, were you guys affected at all?
2: Um, through the grace of God, I wasn't affected where I am. you know um some people some people uh um can't say the same, but uh but we wasn't so you know, thank God That's good. you know it is i I just had a couple of debris logs here and there. I didn't have um nothing to hit the house or nothing major. I would say nothing major, man, and I just went through us I know I had certain things hidden hitting the door. I almost felt like somebody sound like somebody trying to break in, you know, you had to grab the gun. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, other than that, man, we, we're we blessed, man. We're blessed. It just went through us, and uh, I thank God for it.
0: Deontay, speaking of water, we saw you training in the middle of a body of water, and you looked great. Uh, in general, how is camping going?
2: Oh, my goodness. Camp has going, been, been going amazing. You know, I got uh, all the right people I need uh, with me they got this they got the same mindset as i as i all our mindset is violent right now and uh, we're looking forward to october the 9th and to get it on you know i got all my brothers i got all my brothers that I've, I've i've been with for a long time now they're all a part of the team and now it's a it's really a family team right now and um it's something i should have had a long time ago but you know you always try to get other outsiders opportunities to come in and um, but at this point in time in my career, I got all my guys with me that love me deeply, as I love them, and uh, that's what it should be about. I think it's been rejuvenating, you know. Right. Um, for me, it's been a refreshment for me because I got all my like, I got my pure guys that are you know do whatever for me. They they you know take a bullet for me, and um, they're right here on this team. So with anything, if anybody can push you hard it's going to be the ones that love you the most that push you hard because they're the ones that want to see you do well and, and make it and succeed. And, um, that's what I have right now, especially with bringing Malik on to the camp. Uh, it's a move that I should have made a uh, years ago. Wow. But like I said, I was getting other people opportunities while my brother was doing other things. And, um, uh, at this point in time, it was just the right It was just the right time to bring him on. And I'm glad that I did it, you know? And, um, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for October the 9th.
0: Speaking of Malik, he's been on the podcast a few times and he's just raved about you and your work ethic and how things are looking. Can you tell us maybe expand a little on what the chemistry is like between you two?
2: Uh, it's amazing. You know, uh, I met Malik years, years. I've been knowing Malik for like almost, a well, probably been like a decade, man. It's been years. When I first met Malik, it was in Jersey, at the Poconos, we was, uh Getting um uh, Thomas um uh, ready um I think he was defending his belts and uh we was getting him ready and uh that's where I met Malik. when I first met him man we clicked we clicked instantly you know hmm. uh and when I met him, I met his family as well, and I cooked for all of them you know uh, where we was at we had a nice nice condominium where we were staying at um and, and uh he brought out his family and I cooked for all of them and um uh, and it was, we just grew a bond then, you know. Uh, it's rather to just meet, you know, especially in boxing, when fighters go somewhere, it's rather just meet somebody that you just instantly click with off of the introduction. Off of the introduction of me and him introducing ourselves to each other. Was, you can feel that brotherly bond, you know, already forming. I'm like, damn, you know. And then oh. as we got to communicate and know each other over dinner and different things, even with the family, you know, the bond came even stronger. You know, uh fun fact, his his mother birthday is on the same day as I, and my mother birthday is on the same day as his. Oh, wow. So, uh, <laughs> so it's like it was, you know, you know, off of that, you know, it made it even more interesting for us and <sighs> to see us still together all this time, man. The chemistry is, is, is amazing. If anybody can push me to the core, to the edge, to the center of the earth, it's Malik Scott, and um, and uh, you know, he used to come to all my camps, but he will he will have a brief visit just to you know check up on things, make things see if, if things is okay. But at this point in time, he's the head coach, and uh, man, like I said, man, it's it's one of the best moves I've uh, one of the best moves I've done in my career, is to bring my brother along, and um, uh, to become my head
1: coach. Now, before I jump into the next question, I'm I'm still trying to picture uh, Deontay throwing down in the kitchen. Um, I mean, you cook like that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, man. I'm from the South, so I'm from the South and I got a lot of cooks in my family. Uh, um, when I was young, I used to watch my father prepare meals for us. You know, it was a point in time where my mother, it was a point in time where my mother left mm. and uh, he left, he left, she left, uh, she left us, with our father, you know, um and my father had to take had to take care of four of us. It was a time where it was a time where on the time he ate, if he if he scraped the leftovers off our plate. That's how he oh. would eat. You know, oh. he was big into cooking and preparing meals for us. Sometimes we had to cook, you know, we had to select meals that would last us the next day and the next day over, you know I man, we we ate a lot of leftovers. And stuff like that, you know what I mean? Because money was tight, and we never understood because we was a child. So we only do as child. We only do what what a child would do, and have a mindset of a child. We didn't understand the 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 difficulties that uh, parents have trying to raise a a child in this evil world, man. This unspare world that we live in. But as I became a man and got older and started understanding, having kids of my own, man, it um. You know, it kind of made me cry to see what my father has done because I understand more <laughs> fully yeah. because I have eight kids of my own and uh, I understand fully what he had to go through and 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 what he what he did for us, man. It it it, it really uh, touched my heart. So I ended up buying my 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 my, my dad a few items, man, just for the appreciation yeah. of him and uh, really buying him what he wanted, what he really wanted and stuff like that, you know, cars and a house and stuff like that. That's great. You know, just for the appreciation, man, thank you for being a man. Because we have so many cowards out here that have these kids out here and they leave these kids to raise themselves. And um, we we know that mothers are important, but fathers, fathers are very important because we're structured. In a in a in a son or in a daughter's life, we we're structure. We we're, we 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 the disciplinary type of people. You know, uh, the kids listen to the to the male figures in in the life. Whether whether you have a, a, a whether you with someone that is not even your child, you know that that male will listen to you. That 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 female will listen right. to you. You know, a woman can only go so far with raising these kids. That's why you need both parents in the household to. To I wouldn't say to have it successful because there's been in many families that never had their father and be successful, but the percentage of being successful was very high, and yeah. um and and you know and I just man my hat went off to my father and it it, it, made, it brought me into tears and for him to do it how he did it and not have money to do it and still be there because of these stories you always hear the man leaving and not the the woman so man yeah. it's. it's it's been amazing
1: man. Yeah. Your father, your father sounds amazing. That's that's an amazing thing that he yeah, did. He is. Yeah, that's that's good. He he is. looked
2: he he a the example. He really did. He taught me what it what it, he taught me, I mean, through examples. You know what I mean? Examples yeah. is everything. You can say you can hear certain things about a person, you know what I mean? But examples to actually see it for yourself in your with real time in your with your own eyes, it kind of give you some type of, of a guide sheet. So this is how you do it. Although when we have other families, you know, we do it our own certain way, but you know, we still have that, that, that guy. She's like, damn, this is what my father did. This is how we did it, you know? And, um, and I'll cherish that for the rest of my life. You know, that's yeah. why I'm one of the world best dads with my children, you know, because my father was always there. I don't know no different. I don't know. Not, I don't know going in this world without having a father, you know, and yeah. I appreciate that so much because my I had to see my cousins go in the world without a father. And I used to feel bad all the time when Christmas time or certain things come around, events, and I, we had our father. And they they didn't. So they didn't, they didn't understand certain things or they didn't know how it would feel to have their own father in their life, and we did, you know. It kind of bothered me a little bit. But, uh, man, he, he helped me out a lot to be the person that I am today when they're dealing with my children.
1: That's that's a blessing, man. And not just one of the world's hey, best fathers, but one of the world's best fighters, too. Um, you know, getting back to to Malik, he told us that um, you mapped out your plan for the third fight immediately after the second fight. H- how are you able to to even think about that with everything that had just happened?
2: Oh, man, you know, I'm a thinker. You know, I think about a lot of things. And uh, my mind, my mind is always is always roaming. It's always, you know, uh, I would call searching the web. It's always searching, and you know, I, I've always been a big thinker. And when when the fight was over with, it just my mind was already on revenge. My mind was already on understanding what was going on with my body, why I was feeling a certain way, why certain things were going. And as the days unfolded, I started getting confirmation and clarification of other things that had happened. You know, in boxing, uh, uh, in boxing, just like Joel Foreman told me, you got to be careful in boxing of who you talk to or who you surround yourself by because, hey, in boxing, people talk. You know, people going to talk about certain things. You can't, nothing nothing's really a secret for real when you know the right people. And uh, when the situation happened to me, I knew immediately that, I had to get rid of a couple of snakes on my team and I had to get in the people that really loved me the most because it's a it's a war going on. And um mm-hmm. I needed some soldiers behind me that was going to be <laughs> that was going to have my six every step of the way. And um I knew immediately what I was going to do. I told bro, I like yo you are my new head trainer and this is what I wanted to do and immediately we started getting on to the plan immediately you know without any hesitation, you know so it was a beautiful thing how we came together during that specific time uh, in my career, in my life, you know. And uh, I'm a warrior. I'm a king, man. You know, when a king falls, he got he to gotta strategize. He got to pick himself back up. And they don't need to moping and, and pounding and, and send back. You got to you gotta pick yourself up and you got to make your, 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 yourself and the people around you even stronger. Because most of the time, I am the strength. I am the glue around certain things, you know? People don't see me down. They don't see me in a depressing state. They don't see me like that. I'm always, I've always been strong. If I'm down, they're down. If I don't have no guidance, they don't have no guidance. So with that being said, I've all, I already had my mind structured on what I need to do for the, for, the, for, for, for the next time around, what I wanted to do and what was the plan. And we sat down that same night, man, we went over everything. And um it's beautiful how it worked out. And here we are in real time that we 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 followed the plan and and I and 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 everything's been great, man. I, I can't complain at all. Not one one bit. You know, ever since that day, you know, everything's been great. And nothing about me being depressed. I haven't been sad. I have been none of that because I have loved ones around me. I you know, I'm I'm not a type of guy that confined into people that I have to certain type of people I need to be around. I need to be around this crowd. I need to be around that to feel some type of, some type of, to feel that void in myself. I need to have to, you know, I'm a, I'm a private. I'm very, very, anybody know me that really, really knows me know that Deontay Wilde is very private. He's very sacred, you know? I don't have too many, too many humans around me because everybody energy ain't, ain't meant to be around. And if you have a bad energy, one bad energy is like a bad apple. One bad apple can spoil the whole tree. Right. I'm a big energy person. My energy allows me whether I shake somebody's hand or not, whether I speak to them or not, whether I go to a certain place or not, whether if I do go in this place, hey, guys, we ain't going to be in here for, them for a couple of, couple of minutes because I don't feel good. I don't feel the energy. It don't feel right. You know what I mean? And when I say certain things like that, they understand because they know how I am. And they've seen certain things where I've said certain things, and certain things actually have happened multiples of times. And like, damn, how he get? You know, I'm just a special person, and a lot of my guys are like that too. We're we're energy beings, and uh, I just love my guys. And at this point, man, I'm just in a ultimate happy, happy space, a happy place. And uh, and uh, we're all warriors, man. And we're looking forward to to October the 9th to prove to the world, guess who we are? Reintroducing myself.
0: Is there anything you tell us about how your mindset might be different in this fight than it was in the first couple fights?
2: A lot of people don't understand whether they don't know what, what really happened. They don't really know the truth. That's why a lot of things that I've said or whatever and a lot of things that I do, you know, uh, I wouldn't even say what I said. I would do a lot of how I carry myself, the things that I, how I handle myself during the situation, you know, uh I know the truth, you know what I'm saying? I know what happened. I know the truth, ultimate truth, whether nobody believes it or not, you know, certain things are, I mean, you see the proof in your face, you know what I'm saying? And uh, our our mindset right now is my whole team mindset is very violent. And that's what we're looking for. The the, the key victory to this fight is going to be being calm, having a violent mind, but approaching it with calmness. Mm and my silence is golden. My silence is key to it all. That's why I haven't spoken to anyone even at the press conference and stuff. It's nothing to do say. Anything I have to say, I want to show you been speaking, you know, uh uh especially when 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 so many people have tried to go against you, so many people have seen certain proof but they don't care. That just let you know how the world is. They don't care. And uh, you know, I try to, I'm trying to say too much without saying too much. You know what I'm saying? I'm you saying, you know, I don't want to give away too, too much because I know when I speak, people pay attention. When I post things, people are paying attention, especially my opponent. You know, they're watching, they're paying attention to every word I say. People try to dissect certain things that I say. They make their own, they paint their own narrative of it. And, you know, I'm going to be as simple as possible, you know, and, uh, but I will, I will, I will, I can just, I'm gonna just put it like our mindset is very violent, but we're gonna approach the fight with calmness.
0: Very good. Now, the fight was delayed because uh, Fury tested positive for COVID. Uh, are you concerned at all that something else might come up before October 9th?
2: I'm not at all. You know, it's all in God's hands, man. And I can't control what, they, what they're what they doing on their side. I can't control whether it's a lie or if it's a truth. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't believe none of it, nothing that they've done. Anybody that tried to run, been trying to run since July, you know, anybody that tried to that pay hundreds of thousand dollars to, to not fight, you can't believe that person, you know, they trying to run away from and I'm running to it. It's like, you know, and when it's like that, you can't believe nothing, you know, and honestly, I don't believe he had no COVID, you know, look at the, look at his actions. Look at what he's done, been at different places and stuff like that. He definitely don't act like it. And I just, my my only thing that's upset me is that there's so many people out here, even family members that actually had COVID and actually fucking passed away from this shit. And for somebody to play around with it, I don't take it light, there's no fun and game in that. You know, anybody that had a loved one and and had someone pass away from it, they don't take that lightly for somebody to play around with this and stuff like that. Cause I truly don't believe he had it. And a a lot of other people don't believe it as well. You know, I get a lot of information, you know, like I said, boxing is a very, it's a, uh, uh, I don't know what I don't, I don't know what I can, I don't know how I would title it, but you know, I can't, again, I can't control what they're going to do. We're just going to have to see come October the 9th. I'm will. I'm ready. You know, hoping they're ready. Hopefully, this little time that they that they delayed everybody. Hopefully, they got their their priorities in line and straight. Hopefully, they got their plan, their game plan of what how they're gonna approach the fight. You know, if it took them to to blame something on as COVID for them to strategize and not be ready. Cause you know you hear a lot of things in camps and stuff like that. You know, all the time. Yeah. And um, I know he wasn't doing well in camp. I know them young guys was piecing him up. I had a young guy in my camp was piecing them up, you know, and he told me about a lot of stuff. So, uh, so you know, I'm gonna, that's as far as I'm going to go with it. But uh, hopefully we get the fans what they want to see come October the 9th and put on a great show for the fans and um, and make history once again.
1: Now, with, with all the energy you spent to get Fury back in the ring, all the effort that you've put into your own preparation, I mean, we've seen some of it uh, on social media. Um, it seems like you've been training forever. Should fan, your fans be concerned that you've you've expended a lot of energy in camp that that you might not have enough left for uh, for the fight?
2: Nah, not at all. I mean, if anything, my fans should be excited that the king has returned uh, or is returning. The fight hasn't happened yet, but so when the fight does happen, I have returned. But we're planning on returning. Hopefully, you know he's confident enough to. Uh, go through and not make up anything or have anything go wrong, you know. So uh, I just want my fans to know that I'm very happy. I'm in a great place. I've been in a great place um, for all these years, for this, uh, you know, past year or so that that's, that's passed by. And they should look for a new Deontay Wilder, mm. you know, uh, uh, reinvented Deontay Wilder, something that they've never seen before, you know. We've been working very hard and the times that we didn't have off, all, we've been doing that, but work, 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 you know, uh, many times we just had to take a few breaks because we didn't want to burn out, you know, but, uh, although my body rested, my mind was still at it. And then when it was time to work, you connect your body and your mind and soul together when it's, when it when it was trying to go. And that's what we're doing now. So we didn't have to take breaks throughout, because we didn't want to burn out we didn't want to you know have that what 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 could be a concern because you can't burn out of training you can' yeah. use too much energy uh that that can be so you know but um I think we strategically planned and moved this thing as uh as certain things that happened in the world, you know the pandemic and all this different things that that's been going on so I think we've been controlled it and handled it very well. You know, my team, like I said, we're very, very, very close. I don't know how other guys and their team are, but my team was very, very tight. We're very close. All of us talk every day. You know, every single day we talk from, you know, everyone, and uh, we're all on the same accord, on the same page of things. And I think that's important. When you have a, a team that's that's that we're family, man. We're family. We're family. And uh, we, and you know, everything we do is together. Like I said, we talk every day together, so we everybody's on one page. So um, I think that's benefits us um, in the long run. So I just want my fans to be ready, suited and booted, put on their helmet, <laughs> because there's a war going on, baby. And I'm gonna need everybody. We gonna it's gonna be a good good fight.
1: You so you you talked about the new Deontay Wilder. We've seen some of the pad work, the weightlifting, the the shadow boxing. We haven't seen the sparring though. Um and I think that's one question a lot of people have is how is all the work you put in with Malik translated to to sparring? Is there anything you you can share with us?
2: Well, you know, nope you know. Sparring has been amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll put it like this, without giving out too much. Man let me see how (laughs) sparrings have been great man I don't you know I can't say names but just know it's been a lot of drops there's been a lot of people on the canvas
0: I'll
2: put it like that there's been a lot of people on the canvas and I made a lot of believers you know one thing about it I love getting new faces that come in because when the new faces come in they only know of what they've heard of you and what you know the world put out of you you know and everybody always try to put me out in a bad light and and all this because i'm so i'm confident in what i can do i'm confident in myself you know and you know a lot of people take it as being cocky and everything no you gotta believe in yourself you gotta be confident in yourself especially in a sport like boxing where you got another guy that's trying to take your head off this is a life or death sport and i don't care what nobody say man is 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 Nothing's safe about boxing even a doctor would tell you that the, the one of the top doctors in the world would tell you Nothing is safe about getting getting hit in the head You know what I'm saying yeah. for 12 rounds Nothing because for one the, the head is not designed to be hit in the first place. Your brain is not meant to be shooken up right. Like that and you getting punched like that. There's nothing cool about it, but at the same time we signed up for this. I love boxing. I love it because I signed up for it. So with that being said, I know the dangers of it. And I know the repercussions and the consequences that come behind it. If you don't apply the right things to it. So that's why my body has gotten right. You know, <laughs> my mind is right. We're doing all the right things, man. And uh, I think the world is going to see a, a, a different me, you know, it ain't the thing, it ain't so much of what Malik has taught me. It's just so much of what he has, what I've already known that he's brought out of me. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people, when they see me, they're going to be like, oh, Malik taught him this and Malik will tell you himself. He He's like, it ain't nothing I taught, bro. It's just what I've what I've been able to bring out of him that my previous trainers couldn't do. You know what I'm saying? Because with, the, with with you know with Malik he bring he can bring the best out of me he can bring it because of that brotherlyhood that we have that 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 friendship that we have that ultimate tie that we have with each other the love that we have with each other you know it's like if he mad I'm mad if he happy I'm happy and that's all of us together if somebody fuck with one they got to fuck with all of us. And that's how it is. You know what I'm saying? You ever been around somebody, one of your family members got mad and all of a sudden it just made you mad because their energy upset? Absolutely. somebody. That's how we are. That's how we are. So when he's with me, I can feel his energy as he trained, as he can feel mine. So when he steps it up, I step up. Or when I step up, he step up. And we're on one page and one accord. And, man, it's a beautiful thing. Like he said, we're making music. Just like music, as he would say. <laughs> And um, it's a beautiful thing when you can have uh, a guy like that or guys that's in the circle that can bring the best out of you. And that is what that is what is, is occurring, that he's just bringing the best out of me. The things that I need, know how to do, he's just bringing it out even more and just applying it to a sparring, just applying it to certain things because a lot of people always say, well, you can, anyone can look good on mitt." That's false. Everybody can't look good on mitt. You have to be able to do a certain thing. You have to be able to, be able to have mm. a certain stamina, a certain skill. You have to be able to be coordinated, you know what I'm saying, to be able to hit the mitts and stuff like that. Every, I haven't seen pe- many people hit the mitts, and I tell you, some people you can be like, you can just give up boxing right now <laughs> the way you're looking with these mitts. So, you know, that's not true. You know, so we work very hard. You know, a lot of people going to discredit and a lot of people are going to give credit. But we don't worry about the naysayers. I'm all about Peace. I'm all about love. I'm all about positive energy. And that's what I like to release to the world. Positivity. Of course, I have to be so I have to speak violent. I have to have a violent mindset Within the business that I'm in But outside of this business I'm one of the best guy a person will ever want to know and that's just how my whole circle is man And I just thank God to have them in a moment in time of my life when I really needed them the most you know what I'm saying? They never left my side. And they still here. Here most of these guys, shit, y'all might as well say they live with me, man. Especially in camp. They'll go home to their family, they come back. We all together, just like now. We all around. They they up inside the house now, man. So they never left me. So, you know, you may hear a lot of things that while the depression stuff. So how could I be depressed when I have so much of love around? That wouldn't be fair to them. Hmm. If I if 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 I'm down and depressed. And I got all these people around me that love me, man. I, I have too much influence around me that have that genuinely care for me, that genuinely have my back, that genuinely care for my feelings and how I feel about. Or even with me, they'll tell you the, They'll tell you themselves that Deontay don't give a fuck about what nobody's talking about him. He never have. He never will. I'm just strong-minded like that. My skin is thick. Certain things that people say, it will bother them first before bothering me. And that's just how they are. And I would, I would be the one that had have to calm them down and say, bro, don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. Let them talk. They don't understand. We are, we are, we're blessed, man. Our life is beautiful. Our family is taken care of. We can't – everybody have an opinion. And let them have that. You know, they're entitled to that. We can't control what people say. We can't control whether they dislike you or like you. I'm not in the business of trying to have the world – one fighter told me, young fighter I just had in camp, he was like, man, he said, he said champ, man. But he was the one that, you know, like I said, they hear so much things about me, but it's not the right thing. And when they do come into camp and they see how I'm actually, how, I, how, how I'm really, how, how it really is and how I am as a person, they're like, oh, damn, you're nothing like what people say you are. This isn't it, man. These, they kind of get upset because they've been, they've been guided in a, a wrong path of hearing about a person that's totally the opposite of what they're talking about. You know what I mean? And we just had this discussion in my last camp. I had some young guys in there and then they were, you know, they, you know, one of the guys, he got into boxing because of me. He'd been in there for three years, and he got it because of me. So he looks up to me so much, and he was, you know, telling me so much. But one of the things about it, he said, you know, champ, I don't like to, I don't like to, you know, I'm a big believer in speaking things in existence. You speak it, believe it, you say it, receive it. It's the law of attraction. And I only say those things because that's what happened to me in real time, in real life. Everything I have, I mean, everything I have, I spoke it. I believe that it will come to me and it came. Certain things take a little bit longer time than others. That's why patient, That's why you, know, you have to have patience. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people run out of patience. A lot of us as humans, most of the time when we want things, we don't want to wait. We want it right now. So we feel that we may need it right now. But when it actually does happen, it's like, damn, it's right on time. You know, if it happened then, it probably wouldn't have been the right time. You got it. You'll be wanting your desires. As humans, we want things all the time. Our desires continue to build. When we succeed and make it and want, get this, then we're going to want something else. We get that, we're going to want something else. So it's never, it's never ending. You know, Thanks. but he was like, champ, I don't, I never like to brag about myself. I never, you know, he having his head down while he say these things. He's like, i like, bro, you're going to be a champion one day, man. He's like, yeah. put his head down. And I'm like, bro, hold up, hold up. You don't believe that? He like, no, nah, champ. It ain't that I don't believe it. It's just that I don't I don't want to say it. I don't, because people, you know, say you're arrogant. I'm like, hold up, bro. Before you even go even far, even any farther or uh, explaining or whatever, I said, don't worry about what people say about you, man. You can't. It's too many people in the world to try to make everyone happy. That's an impossible mission. You would die. That's something that you would die trying to do, to try to please and make everyone happy because everybody's not going to be happy for you. You can see the truth. They can, some of these haters, you can, they can see the truth right in front of their eyes. But because of their their enviness and their hate, hatred for you allows them to see everything else and say, oh, you know, the glove, OJ, the glove didn't fit. Well, didn't fit, so he didn't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you got to have confidence, man. And um, at this point in time, I'm just ready. I'm excited with what we're what We got like three weeks left. Yeah. Again, it's been a it's been a roller coaster. It really has. Um, I didn't have to really adjust my mind and and get it right because I've never been in this position where you train. And then you get to the point where it's almost there. Then you're, oh, then you're back down to square one. You train, you get back to square one, you train. So it's been an emotional roller coaster for sure. But um, we, we, you know, like I said, the, the people that I have around me, man, it's been great. You know, in boxing, you're always to hear someone say, oh, they got yes men's and a big entourage. And people know, I don't have a fucking big entourage. People know who I see. They be with me, the same people. The same people and yes men. People always, That's. I think that's the go-to thing when people want to talk, oh, you got too many. Yes, man. What? Yes, man. Who's saying yes to every fucking thing? In that case, I don't want you around me. I'm a king, baby. I'm stronger, And that's all I have around me is king with guys that express their opinion. If you're in the wrong, they're going to confront you. They're going to tell you. We down there get into each other's face if it's wrong, goddamn. If you are wrong, we're going to get in your face and let you know it's wrong. And that's the men that I have around me and that's the man that People need around. They need people that can express their opinion, whether you like it or not. And if you're in the wrong or the right, they're gonna be there. you in the right, they're gonna be with you. You're in the wrong, they're gonna they're gonna sit your ass down and tell you, "Yo, champ, this ain't right." This ain't. It's just what I have around me. So you know, everybody always say yes men and all that, man. You know, but I can say I can ultimately say that I'm truly happy and I'm blessed to have the the the, 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 the humans that I have around me, man. Especially in the times that I uh, 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 that I really needed, yeah. my guys they really showed up and showed out for me, man. And uh, I'm forever I'm forever grateful for those guys. And they know that that uh, I'm here for them any kind of step of the way, you know. And uh, they the same way here.
0: Awesome. Awesome, Deontay. Yes. Oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. Have you had a chance to reflect on what winning this fight uh, would mean for you and your place in boxing history? And if so, could you share that with our listeners? I mean, I mean, it's been many of the
2: things that I have I thought of, you know. Um, oh man, you know, so many, so many thoughts, so many emotions have 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 played in my head, you know. Of once I win this fight, you know, because I'm in a situation where boxing this 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 fight, especially this fight right here it's bigger than me, you know, it's way bigger than me. I think it's a war going on and it's either your side or my side, you know, and people know that I'm a black man and I'm unapologetic about being it. And I use my platform for the greater good. I use my platform for the unjust you know, um, I speak about different situations that goes on in the world, you know, and, um, It's going to mean a lot, man. It's really going to mean a lot. You know, I don't want to get into it too deep. Uh, I don't want to get into too, too deep about certain things. (laughs) That's why I'm fumbling around, you know, you know how people take my, take what I say and they take it to their own. They take it to the, to to the limits and uh, they take their own narrative, but know that this is a war. This is a, a definite, uh, a war going on, man. And, uh, and it's bigger than me, and um, I'm I'm ready for whatever comes behind it. The consequences that, that it's is gonna take. It's gonna be a lot of people there. It's gonna be a lot of a lot of people rooting me on. I get messages all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm just trying. I'm trying to be as I'm trying to be as short as I can with with certain things of what I what I say. You know what I mean? Um, people already know Deontay Wilder what he stands for and what he represents. You know what I'm saying? And, um, I get messages all the time, whether it's DMs or whether it's a message sent from other people to the to to be, you know, sent to me and stuff like that, you know, from all types of people all over the world, whether, you know, they're celebrity or not. You know what I mean? I don't really look at whether you're a celebrity or not. You're a human being in my eyes. Only thing that separates what we call celebrities and, and then what would you call the regular average Joe is the title? And I don't look at titles. What you do, if you're a billionaire and what have made you successful, if you're a billionaire, that's your title. You is a you do this, you CEO of that, you own this, you own that. But Deontay Wilder, when I meet you, I want to know what person, what type of person you are. It's good and dandy that you have been you you have been successful and you have been able to manage to make a great living for yourself and even build generation wealth because that is, that's the path that I'm on. I'm building for generation wealth. But the things that I do and how I've done it, it doesn't define the Deontay Wilder, who I am as a person. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I look at it with people. Everybody is the same to me. When I meet people, I don't get starstruck. I don't get none of this stuff. I get invited to a lot of different things and still, you know, I decline a lot of things, you know, because my energy is is what it is. You know, and um, I just love people. You know, it ain't about what you have or who you are, or who you know. Is I want to know that person. I want to know who you are, besides that title, because that title can be stripped from you. And we know that money comes slow. You know, you can, you know, success can come, but it as slow as it came, the faster it can go. And uh, you know, that's just what type of people that we are, man. And like again, I can say that I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. I'm I'm highly blessed and favored to have such great men and women around me, man, at all all times, the right people, you know, the real ones that really love me. Not even just in my circle right here, but even on the outside shell of my circle. I get messages all the time, man, and people making me feel good every day, you know, and I'm just blessed. So if you're a fan or anyone that's listening, I appreciate you. I love you so much. Thank you for the prayers. Thank you for the messages. And even if you ain't sitting me there and you just been individually praying for me, just on the side, man, thank you for the prayers because prayers changes things, you know. And, uh, and I, man, I'm, just, I'm, I'm here to spread love. I'm a loving a fighter. I have to fight in the ring, but on the <laughs> outside of the ring, I'm a love you, Kiss the babies and all that.
1: <laughs> Deontay, uh, last question. Uh, Malik says you knock out Fury in five rounds. We want to hear from you. Give us your prediction for October 9th.
2: That's what my brother said. That's what we're going with. The coach has spoken. Mm. Coach is spoken. I think three, mm. but you know he said five or less. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens on that night of the fight, man. I just, you know, with me, my power would never diminishes. It never goes nowhere. You know, like I always said, my favorite, my 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 famous quote is that they have to be perfect for twelve rounds. I only have to be perfect for two seconds, and that's a that's a that's a fact, fact, fact. And um, I'm just blessed to be able to have the talent that I have, you know, and uh, the ability I have. And I'm ready to uh, show the world even more so what I have to offer to boxing. I'm a dangerous man at this point in time. They done brought the best out of me. Malik and my team have brought the best out of me. And I'm just ready. It don't mean nothing if you can't perform and show it to the world and why that opponent is in front of you. And I know that. And uh, I'm ready to do so. You know, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And just tell my fans, don't blink, baby. Don't <laughs> blink.
1: Deontay, we definitely won't thank you so much for taking the time out to to speak to us. We really, really appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you uh, in Vegas, I- October 8th. We can't wait. We wish you all the best. And, and when it's all said and done, we can't wait to have you back on to talk about it.
2: Let's do it, baby. I appreciate you guys so much. I hope y'all guys have been having a wonderful day. And I hope you have an even wonderful night. And October the 9th, baby, is going down in Vegas. Don't want to miss it on Fox pay-per-view. The Bronze Bomber has returned.
1: Yeah, man.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Love it. Hey, thank you, RT man. All the best to you, the family, and, and the whole team. We wish you guys all the best. We'll talk to you soon, man.
2: likewise. Peace. Peace.
1: Thanks. All right. It's time for Mike and I to go toe to toe. This week, we're going to look at PBC's five biggest surprises of 2021 thus far. Obviously, we're going to go in ascending order. So Mike, the floor is yours.
0: Okay. I'll, real quick. Uh, I'll preface this really quickly. Um, this For me, this didn't necessarily mean like a a huge upset it's just the result or what i saw as i was watching the fight surprised me so that was sort of my mindset uh so number five for me was uh jermel charlo a split decision draw against brian castaño july 17 uh i gave castaño a chance to win the Uh, title unification fight. It was for the undisputed 154-pound championship. Because of the pressure he brings and his durability and just all the good things about Castaño, but I really thought that Charlo was going to win clearly, either by a decision or a late knockout. Uh, As we know, that did not happen. In fact, Charlo had to rally down the stretch to earn the draw. Um, I thought Castano actually outworked him overall and deserved a close decision, but a draw was perfectly acceptable for me. But it was also really surprising to me, given how hot Charlo had been going into that fight.
1: Yeah, uh, I thought it was a fifty-fifty fight going in. Um, I, I gave Castano a pretty good chance. Now That said, I thought that Charlo um, would win, but I wasn't surprised. I mean, I, I thought it was two elite, uh, you know, one hundred fifty-four pounders, and anything can, ha- can happen when when two top guys square off. Now, that said, it was certainly one of the biggest surprises uh, in the PBC world for 2021. I think a lot of people had Charlo winning clearly, and that didn't happen. My number five was uh, Rashi Warren knocking out Damian Vasquez in, in two rounds. That came as a huge surprise to me. Now, uh, Warren is an excellent, excellent boxer, You know, terrific amateur, three-time Olympian, and has won a world title in the pro ranks but he's always been more of a boxer not just any kind of boxer he likes to brawl he'll get in there but but he's a boxer not known for his heavy hands but he displayed them on this night i mean he battered vasquez brutalized him in two rounds probably the most impressive uh, performance of his career mike
0: yeah that's on my list so i'll get to that in uh in just a bit
1: all right let's go to number four what you got
0: Number four for me is Tony Harrison. Uh, I'm starting with two draws. Tony Harrison, a split decision draw against Brian Perella, uh, April 17. Uh, I thought this was a matchup of fighters at two different levels. Uh, I respect Perella a lot, especially now. Uh, He's been consistently good. But I see Harrison as one of the best pure boxers in the sport. Well, as it turned out, the fight couldn't have been much more Uh, even uh, as neither guy was able to take control at any point. uh, I thought the draw was perfectly appropriate. In retrospect, maybe we shouldn't have been too surprised. Harrison was coming off a long layoff, and it was his first fight without his late father in his corner, which I'm guessing was really difficult for him. Uh, Plus, again, Perella is just a really good fighter. But still, I was was surprised that uh, Harrison didn't win that fight.
1: Yeah, I, I was as well. I picked Harrison to win pretty clearly that mm-hmm. night, and mm-hmm. was way way off. Uh, props to Perella. Um, he did his thing. Uh, you know, good I think fighter. he was yeah very good fighter, and, and I thought he looked good at the weight and um, and and looked strong. So, uh, a surprising night, but a, a fun night of action. Now, my number four um, is involves two fights actually. The uh, first one being Michael Coffey flattening Darmani Rock in what was a huge upset. And then turning right around and getting knocked out himself by uh, by Johnny Rice in another big upset in his next fight. I mean, two things that we did not see coming at all. Coffee after the Rock victory, a lot of people uh, were pegging him as you know one of the one of the top guys in the heavyweight division, uh, top prospects, and you know. Here today, gone tomorrow. Just like that, literally, in in his next fight, Johnny Rice did him in, battered him, stopped him uh, midway through the fight in, in a very, very impressive performance, Mike.
0: Yeah. Maybe we overrated him a little bit, uh, Probably. just just based on his lack of experience. F- F- I I really liked the guy, and I liked his determination, his work ethic, all that kind of stuff. But he didn't have a lot of experience. And plus, you know, if the, just very generally, that's the heavyweight division, man. Anything, anything could happen at any time. Mm-hmm. These guys, these guys, if these guys are just focused, if they they worked like they were supposed to work, if they're focused, all these guys have so much power that you just anything could happen at any time.
1: Yeah, for sure. Let's go on to number three. I'll kick this one off. Uh, June 27, 2021, I call it the night of the upsets. First, we had uh, Al Rivera upsetting uh, lightweight prospect, super lightweight prospect Omar Juarez, uh, winning a 10-round decision in a fight that Juarez was expected to win, although, granted, Rivera was a significant step up in class. And then in the next fight, we had, I mean, the fight of the year candidate between heavy favorite Effetobara Apache and Brandon Glanton. Uh, Glanton got uh, a split decision, a very, very close fight. I thought Glanton did uh, deserve to 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 get the decision, but what an incredible night that was.
0: Well, I'll never forget that fight. That fight was just insane. I, I think, as I said on a previous podcast, I'm watching that going, "What the hell is happening here?" This was just—it was wild. Um, yeah, that was just really fun. <laughs> yeah, sure yeah, was. It was. Really fun to watch. What you got for uh, number three? So my number three is Rushy Warren KO2, mm. uh, Damian Vasquez, uh, August 14th. You you pretty much covered. I think a lot of people wondered, at least some people wondered, whether Warren, who's 34, was finished as an elite fighter going into yeah. what should have been a tough. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have been such a tough, uh, uh, should have been a tough matchup for him. Uh, I think he was, I, I gotta have to check this for sure, but I think that Vasquez might have been favored to win that fight. Uh, well, not only did Rashi Warren win, he, as you said, he unleashed power that we just hadn't seen before and stopped yeah. Vasquez in less than two rounds. And remember, Vasquez had gone 10 rounds with Brandon Figueroa two fights earlier. So yeah. that's, how, that, that's how you tell the world, hey, I'm far from it, from finished. I was really surprised to see that from the three-time Olympia.
1: Yeah, that was very impressive. He did say that, you know, in the camp prior that he had he started sitting down on I re- his, uh, I yeah, his punches yeah. more, and yes. it certainly showed. Let's uh, go to number two. You, I- I'll kick this one off you because you mentioned the person I am thinking of, Brandon Figueroa, and and his upset of Lewis Neri. What a performance that was! Uh, Figueroa was the underdog going into that fight against the WBC undefeated WBC champion in Neri, and you know, fight fans got a got a big surprise. What we saw was after Neary appeared to hurt Figueroa in the first round and, and do much of the good work in the early going, Figueroa just took over down the stretch, battered him, and then stopped him with body shots in the seventh round. A brilliant, brilliant performance, Mike.
0: Well, that's on my I'm sort of giving away where it is on my list, but that's on my list, so I'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> okay, well, what do you <laughs> got for number two? Number two for me is uh, Nonito Doner, KO4, Nordin Ubali. Uh, May 29th. Now, I wasn't even slightly surprised that Donair beat Ubali to win the WBC Bantamweight title. I was surprised that he just absolutely blew him out. Uh, the guy was unbeaten at the time. Uh... Obali's he's from France. He'd outpointed Rashi Warren uh, pretty handily to win the title and successfully defended against Arthur Villanueva and Takuma, uh, Takuma Inoue, who's a pretty good fighter. Uh, he looked like a serious threat to a 38 year old fighter, he even one as good as Donaire. Well, yeah. we, we know what happened in this fight as well. Uh, Donaire put Obali down four times and stopped him inside four rounds. That was just a a special special night for Donaire and just for boxing in general.
1: Yeah, and it was so effortless, you know, the way he yeah. performed uh, that night, you know, um like he could see everything coming. It was like a matrix like performance from Donaire and really um you know just already a hall of famer. I I mean that that took him to another level. Um let's let's go ahead to number 1 then.
0: Okay, so my number one, if you haven't figured it out, is Brandon Figueroa, (laughs) seventh round knockout over Luis Neri on May 15th. Now, I've underestimated Figueroa for the last time. I'll just put that out there right now. Uh, I thought thought Neri had the better pedigree than Figueroa. I thought he punched harder. Uh, I just thought he was better. That's why I thought he was going to win the fight. Well, that shows you how much I know. Uh, Figueroa used that just relentless pressure and toughness. He's such a tough guy yeah. uh, to, to just blast Neri out of the ring in six plus rounds. And what for him, I think, is a defining victory. Not many guys get a victory like that. That was huge, huge victory for him. Uh, I think a lot of Figueroa, I really did, but I just didn't see that coming, at least not the way it came.
1: Well, I did. Um, it, and and one did. of the reasons why him. I'm ahead yeah. the prediction league, yeah. um, simply because Figueroa's just – you know, he's relentless. He's tough. He's strong. He's big. And I wasn't sure we had discussed this uh, in that podcast leading up to the fight, whether or not Neri was the same fighter um, at 122 pounds, the guy we saw Apparently in the lower not. divisions. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. uh, and out for sure is the real deal, as you said. Now, my number one is uh, your Dennis Ugas outpointing Manny Pacquiao. Now, was this a huge upset? Uh, no, but Pacquiao was a decided favorite. A lot of people had picked him going into, into the fight and... uh ugas did a number on him i mean i thought he outboxed him clearly uh in a in a very very impressive performance uh that night and in in terms of all the fights on my list certainly the the biggest platform and part of the reason why it's number one
0: so this was this was my number five originally and i and i just changed it so i'm, I'm actually i actually sort of have six here um So I can't say that I was surprised at all that Ugas won the fight. You know, he's a really good all-around fighter, and Pacquiao's 42 years old and coming off a two-year layoff. So I I knew it uh, it might not be Pacquiao's night. At the same time, I was surprised that the decision was as clear as it was, and it was clear to me uh pacquiao didn't look like the guy who upset keith thurman two years earlier he didn't Mm -hmm. move like he did in that fight his legs wouldn't do what he wanted them to do which is a bad sign you know he said that they were tight that that could be a bad sign uh he was competitive for sure he threw a lot of punches he threw more punches than i ever imagined he would but he wasn't the manny pacquiao we've come to expect and that was even though i sort of expected that was a little jarring for me which is another way of saying was a little bit surprising
1: yeah it 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 was surprising to a lot of cats. And I think a lot of credit too should go to, to Ugas for the way he fought. You know, I feel like um
0: terrific. Yeah. Thurman,
1: yeah, you know, Thurman was the aggressor whereas Ugas boxed Pacquiao. He used his length, caught him coming in with really good counters and 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 jabbed, worked his body whenever he could. Just had a really great game plan, um, for Pacquiao. I don't you know, I think he'd been a tough night. Uh for, for Manny on, on any night just given how he performed although sure. obviously Manny was or Manny's age certainly shown uh, in that fight well we'll see what the rest of 2021 will bring to us and with that that'll do it for this week's podcast we want to thank Deontay Wilder of course for taking the time uh, to join us and we want to thank you for listening so be sure to check us out next week for more boxing talk more interviews right here on the PBC podcast